It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building, Laura. It is good to see you up and moving again. I know you've had a hard two weeks. What happened in your world the last two weeks? Well, definitely feeling stuck, Deb, uh, definitely <laughs> experiencing COVID and all that came along with it. And it is nice to be back uh, doing things out of the bed and feeling uh, feeling so much better. I definitely still have the voice going on yep. and the lingering cough that so many people talk about. So if you hear that going on during our podcast, you will know why. Yep. Uh, but it is nice to be back with everyone today. Uh, we're so glad. And we're starting off a new month of the month of July and I love this. I love this title that we came up with feeling stuck. I'm sure um, we all have a story of times in our lives where we had to make a decision, whether it was something as simple as what to pick off the menu, which <laughs> coffee at Starbucks to get or big life decisions where we kind of most people paralyzed are like, I can't make a decision. You make it for me. Right. Yes. <laughs> and there are so many decisions in our lives that we we have to make and feeling overwhelmed by the uh, the choices or maybe the magnitude of when I make a decision, it's going to impact not just me, but those around me and not wanting to make a mistake. You know, we do learn from our, our mistakes, but we try not to learn too often through our mistakes. So it's a, that's what our month is going to be focusing on this idea of things that make us feel stuck in the decision-making process. But I am excited. This was a very easy decision to make. Dad, you're a Kurt Khan. We welcome you back. You are my dad. And this time, unlike last month where the three of us were recording from my kitchen, Dad and I are together at the kitchen table. And Laura, you are stuck in <laughs> Tennessee. But yes. welcome back, Dad, to Beyond the Building. It's always fun to get together with you two godly women. <laughs> and I like to say that... Uh, in our generation, our ceiling is your floor. Oh, mm, mm. and you, you're just building on what uh, the older folks like myself in our generation have done. And it's awesome. It's just amazing to watch you just going beyond, <laughs> mm, <laughs> beyond mm. what we did. And mm. so it's nice to be with you. Mm. Well, we're both really grateful, right, Laura, that there was that ceiling. Absolutely. That Absolutely. Absolutely. And I appreciate that so much. Um, today, even I'm excited about this episode because we all get into situations where we have to make these decisions like you were referencing, Deb, and it's so easy to really get stuck in that process uh, while you're trying to make the decision. I've been there. I think we've all been there. And if we came right down to it, all of us really or most of us, I would say, have a desire right, to do what is right in every situation, whether it's a season in life where we're a parent and we want to know how to parent or discipline our child correctly or teach them correctly. Or maybe we're the older child now dealing with aging parents and we want to honor our parents. And so there's decisions that need to be made with aging parents and we want to do it right. Um, as a spouse, we want to make sure that we are honoring our spouse in a godly way. And when we have decisions to make, we want to make sure we're doing it right. I mean, you can hear the theme here. If you're a, an employee or you're a church member or you're a friend, we all have decisions to make, and deep down, we just want to do what is right. We hate to make mistakes, too. Mm. <laughs> that's something that's pretty uh, it's, well, it's true for everybody, but I think men in particular mm. hate to fail. 
because mm. respect is a huge issue. Mm. And so when we're making decisions for all these areas that Laura's talking about, we, we just are afraid and, and are afraid that we'll make mistakes, we'll look bad, we'll lose respect. And uh, so being decisive is very important. And dad's interesting. You brought in the male piece that they don't want to lose the respect as a woman. I don't want to make a mistake because then I don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I feel like, oh, that puts me at a risk of something. So it's interesting. The basic needs of the male and the female, and the reasons why making that mistake is so big. Mm -hmm. Women want to be safe in love. Men want to be safe in respect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. So there's a wonderful scripture that uh, relates to this. It's in the letter of James, chapter one, verses five to eight. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Uh, that is such a favorite scripture, I think, of most Christians. You like to run to it, right? Because you have to make a decision. And, oh, I have a verse for that. But you think about it, this topic of decisiveness, being able to finalize, like come down to what's your decision. It's almost like then your heart stops right there, right? What is God's will? Not just what do I think might be the best thing, but like ultimately what is God's, what's your heart? What's your direction? What's your will? What's your way? And learning how to really recognize what his will is, what his heart's desire in a given situation. That's, it's not like as easy as I'm, you know, sitting here with dad right at the kitchen table, I can turn and look and I can hear dad's audible voice, but that is the kind of relationship we're to have with the father where we can ask him and know with confidence that we're hearing him speak back. Well, there's decisiveness and then there's double-mindedness, Deb, you know? It's, and I love your example, even as you're sitting there talking about, you could just turn and ask your dad what he thought. I mean, I remember doing that with my dad sometimes too. And even when I got his opinion or his wisdom on what his idea would be going forward. I didn't always want to do what he said, right? I wanted to hear what he had to say. I wanted his wisdom, but sometimes I still wanted my own plan or my own way. And really, I think that's the difference. Double-mindedness when we're talking about hearing from the Lord and what his heart for a particular situation is, or even if you're just asking your dad sitting next to you, which is the way I should go. Double-mindedness is when um, we want to rely on God's wisdom but we also want to rely on our own understanding to make our own decisions. And I, our understanding is always limited. We talk about this uh, on this podcast quite often, right? We can't see the whole picture. We can't see the whole perspective. But when you are double-minded, when you want uh, God's wisdom, but you still want to operate in your own, it's really the same as being indecisive, because you can't make up your mind because you haven't come to a clear conclusion yet. And when you are operating in indecisiveness, I mean, how many of us know we find ourselves uh, stressed out? We find ourselves operating in confusion. And then, I don't know, we even get afraid. Like, are we making the right decision? What should we be doing? Double-mindedness is actually indecisiveness in the very same way. It just looks a little bit different. Let's read that verse five again that James gave to us. 
If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Let's be honest. Who do we know that we can go to, a friend or whatever, who knows everything there is to know about everything? Everything that's happened in the past, what's happening now in the present, and what will happen in the future. And we're talking about someone who knows everything about every person, about every situation, about every event, past, present, and future. But not, you just take it a step further, Dad. Who do we know that has the power to do anything that they want at any time? It's not just knowing something, but then doing something about it. And who is going to be 100% of the time present with us, <laughs> loving us, unconditionally the whole way i don't know anybody like laura you know you, laura you know every everybody knows laura let's put <laughs> oh, that oh stop stop Deb, we all know somebody. deb we all know a lot of people i think if we were to go through our facebook friends or our acquaintances or our, even our close friends i think that um we would look at our list and, and we wouldn't be able to find one person i mean we know we wouldn't be able to find one person who fits all of these descriptions uh perfectly in any list of friends or family that we might have and we look back at the scripture you know, that we just read from the book of James and we find the answer in verse five, because verse five tells us to do what it says, ask God, right? There's the one. <laughs> Dad, you have this example with a soda straw that I have used so many times. Can you share that with us? Because that is, it's classic. You know, I was thinking about wisdom and thinking about the things we're talking about right now. And I asked the Lord, if he would share something to help me better understand wisdom. And he said to me, go get a soda straw. I said, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it when he does that, right? I, well, I, I think of that. So anyway, <laughs> I got a soda straw, and then he told me to look into one end of it. And then he asked me what I saw. And most of you might have looked into a straw sometime. I said, all I saw was a tiny disc with a tiny view of something I was looking at. The Lord said to me, that tiny view represents how much you understand about what is going on all around you, in you and in the other people around you. Let that sink in. Mm -hmm. I need a lip of, in of information and God knows everything else that's going on. I mean, you think about this, if you, if you were privy dad to the bigger picture, you would have more wisdom in your choice making. I mean, how many times we, and our, you know, we look back and go, you know, if I had only known that was going to happen, I would have chosen something differently. And we didn't know, but God's seen that bigger picture, how it fits together. And that's why it's critical to listen to him because his expanded view has a much better perspective. And that's, that's what we have to hold on to when we're making decisions. I have used that. Um, I've taught this soda straw uh, object lesson so many times where people have um, lost jobs. You know, they don't see the bigger resources that God is bringing towards them or when there's been a death, you know, something tragic. And I don't have to have the understanding of why God's mm -hmm. allowing it, but just right. seeing that makes all the difference in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Brings a lot of comfort. But, you know, there's another thing, Laura, I don't know if you've heard dad share this. Um, 
I actually know you have because we've done this in the past on some podcasts, but I think it fits in here. Um, I asked you one time, Dad, just about a decision I was trying to make and how do you discern what the center of God's will is for you? And you went, oh, it's something else the Lord showed me. So we'd love to hear (laughs) We've shared this and I think it is such a powerful tool, but I'd love to hear you share it. I was doing a word study in John 15, the parable divine, one of my favorite scriptures. And where Jesus says, if you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. And I looked up uh, the word abide, see what the Greek was and get some commentary on it. And, and then this thought came to me. Why don't I ask, why don't I ask the Lord how he defines the word abide? The Lord said to me, it is the five W's. <laughs> Oh, here we go again. (laughs) I said, what is that? And I'm saying, you might want to write these down. Mm. There's some real uh, practical help in in these five W's. So get a piece of paper and uh, a pencil and try to jot these down. So anyway, the Lord said to me very clearly, you are abiding in me when you are doing what I want you to do, W-H-A-T. When you're doing it in the way I want you to do it, W-A-Y. With whom I want you to do it, W-H-O-M. When I want you to do it, W-H-E-N. And where I want you to do it, W-H-E-R-E. Doing what I want, the way I want it done, with whom I want it done, when I want it done, and where I want it done. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, since we since we had our um our discussion on the prodigal son, Dad Con, uh, you know, we have this new relationship now and I call you Dad Con and I even re- hear you uh mm-hmm. listening listing these five W's and I just see them as such um really beautiful instruction on how to handle decisiveness or any uh, subject where we want to abide in the Lord more. And when we're thinking about decisiveness, I'm almost thinking as I'm hearing you read these things, I get out my journal and I'm like, God, I have got to make a decision about X. And so just write the W's out, you know? So not just what do you want me to do? Because that, you know, so many times, what do we say to the Lord when we have a, a question and we need something answered? Like, what am I supposed to do, God? Right? That's always our question. What? That's, so I love that that's the first one. But that's not just, that's not the end of the story. It's not just what am I supposed to do, but what way do you want me to do it? I love all of these things. So I'm seeing myself writing in my journal. I, I need clarity on a, on a topic, God. I don't want to be stuck anymore. So what am I supposed to do? How do you want me to do it? Who's supposed to be part of this party, right? When and where is this supposed to go down? I just see this as such a really uh, strategic way to make decisions because we're asking these questions of God, who is the only one who has the correct answer to every decision that we will ever have to make. And the beautiful thing about God is he doesn't want to keep it a secret, right? We're to ask him and he wants to reveal his will to us. And so he reveals his will to us. Uh, We trust him with all of our heart. And part of trusting God and his direction is to have that ability to hear the inner voice right inside of us of the Holy Spirit and then obeying what he directs us to do. 
And as we we look through the word, right, we see Jesus. He is our ultimate example of everything in life and godliness. He's the only one who did it perfectly. We're not going to do it perfectly. But the Bible does say what? That we are to be conforming more and more into his image, which means we should be doing this better and better all of the time. You know, through Jesus, he's the one that he perfectly knows the father, right? That word we've talked about to know, um, know the father like Jesus knows it's that in the Greek, it's genosko. It's it's to know intimately, personally, and experientially. You have your own story to tell because you've had that correspondence. Kind of like I know um, somebody is, exists is different than knowing them with greater detail. And so the Father's desire for each of us is that we have that genosko kind of relationship with Him, where we get very comfortable coming to Him constantly constantly asking him is this what you want me to be doing how those five w's that that just makes his heart swell with excitement right because Mm. his children are coming to him repeatedly for direction for comfort for wisdom for really everything that you need you can find in that relationship with the father and as we get so comfortable with going to him we start to become faster at recognizing his voice you know, it's the, his voice becomes louder and clearer as we pursue him. And the thing that's neat when we're asking for wisdom or just direction, right? How to make a decision. We're not going to him and like a vending machine. I'm going to put my money in and tell God what I'm going to get. Like, I want this spouse. I want this vacation. I want this job. So tell me how I can get it. It's not that vending machine choice. It's like, Father, I'm coming to you to ask you what you want for me. Mm-hmm. That's my choice. That's what my vending machine choice is. That yes, unknown, yes. That unknown candy bar is going to come out. Like, oh, God, I want what you want for me. And it's in that intimacy of recognizing his voice that then we hear what he's saying. And you talked about the trust factor and I need to obey and step into what he's what he's telling me. It's not like a vending machine where... You ever put the money in and the wrong food came out? <laughs> yes. Right. It's got, I'm going, I'm giving you, I'm giving you free, like, like here's a blank sheet of paper, whatever you want to put on there for this decision. I'm trusting you in those details because the more we get close to him, the, the more we abide, the more we trust his heart towards us that what he tells us to do is really what is best for us. Amen. So these are all very positive encouragements, but we have to also say this is not real easy to do. No. <laughs> because we, all our lives we grew up using our own brain, thinking our own mm. thoughts, making our own decisions. And if we're, if we're uh, honest about it, it probably led to a lot of stress, a lot of inadequacy, a lot of fear. Uh, and and it's trial and error because we don't have the wisdom. So we're kind of guessing and we're trying this, we're trying that. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. More often it doesn't. And so uh, there's that double-mindedness again. And so that's what we're trying to to avoid. But it, know that it's not the easy thing to, to change. It changes right away. God has to help us. We have to be willing to continue to try to use his method to understand, to hear his voice. Absolutely. Dad, do you find, because you are a little bit older than Laura and I, um, <laughs> do you find that in your decades, right, of following the Lord and really growing in this, that when God tells you to do something that 
you know, it's not as easy right now at 81 that you're still faster at obeying than maybe you were in your 50s? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because when you choose to listen to him, choose to follow his direction, things just work out so much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Relationships are better. Uh, you avoid mistakes. You don't waste time. There's a lot of pluses because he's, it's like going to trying to go through a, a maze blindfolded mm -hmm. or going through a maze with someone who knows exactly how to mm -hmm. get there. Mm -hmm. I mean, which obviously one's easier than the other. Right. And I think as you continue to try to be faithful in listening to him and applying these five W's when it's helpful, uh, things just work out. Yeah. There's a, there's so many um, opportunities where we can take a look at maybe in our own lives, choosing these five W's. Um, Dad, why don't you, um, can you go back and share us an example of how you maybe applied this five W's in your own life? Yeah, I'll just use one example. Uh, back in uh, 2010, when I turned 70, I was trying to decide whether or not to retire from my pastoral position at our church. I thought it'd be helpful to run through the five W's to see how that worked. So let's start. What? It seemed like a reasonable idea to try to retire at my age. I didn't have the energy level I used to. And so uh, giving it some thought. The way, uh, Marge, uh, my wife and I were trying to think through the options. We're trying to pray about it. We're trying to see what the Lord was saying to each of us. And then when, when was a little bit hard. We 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 didn't really have a uh, common opinion about it. We weren't really settled about that part. So let's move on to the next one. Whom? Of course, we know whom it was. It involves the church. Church folks, where? This is the church. So when we went down through the W's, what seemed okay, the way seemed okay, whom seemed okay, and where seemed okay, but when? Just did not feel comfortable for us. <clears throat> so what we did, we, we uh, put retiring on hold and uh, tried to seek the Lord about the when part. Well, he actually led us to wait a year hmm. for me to retire, which of course <laughs> I was a little disappointed in, but we went with it and uh, we both felt that's what we should do, I should do. And uh, so we went through that year and it was a good year and everything, but the way it worked out, uh, it was really better for us financially. It was better for us relationally. And it was better for the uh, for the church mm -hmm. because we could transition more gracefully mm -hmm. and help people fill in roles that right. I had, and mm. just was all the way around was 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 good. But we didn't mm -hmm. see all that until we got through the other end. <laughs> but we had that little check by the Holy Spirit when was not really a peaceful thing. Wow. All right, now I have to tell you, I'm picturing this decision-making process, and I'm picturing you and, and Mrs. Khan sitting next to each other and having these conversations. And now I'm going to share a story about how I did or did not use the five W's in order to make that decision to transition to Tennessee. Because I think that there is, I love, even before you told your story, you said it's not easy, right? 
we can we can say this, we can talk about it, and it sounds like, oh, so we'll just do this, and then God will show us which way to go. And Deb really walked this journey with me, but and we had a photo stream called God is Speaking, and every time that God would kind of highlight one of these W's to me, it was, it was, we would record it so that I could go back and see God's hand as he pointed the direction. But when my husband told me that the Lord said that we were going to go through a transition and um, that we were going to be moving to Franklin, Tennessee, I think our conversation was a little bit different because I just said, oh, no, we are not. You are absolutely crazy. I love my life in Delaware. What would you ever think would do this? You know, this can't go down this way. And so clearly that's not the way God would want me to do it, right? It was not honoring to the Lord. But I'll tell you, one of the things that God does for me is I have to see things, right? I'm a very visual person. And so how many times, Deb, we went to the bank to open an account for Beyond. And man, the lady gives us uh, her business card at the end and said, come and see me again. Her name's Mrs. Franklin. Franklin. I went to go. Yeah, I went to go get my hair cut right after that. And I looked up and the big clock that was behind the woman who was checking me in was made by the Franklin Clock Company. It was every single place that I went. It was the word Franklin, Franklin, Franklin. And so he was highlighting the W's for me. Like, this is the answer. Do you get it? For me, too, similar to what you said, it was the when that was the challenge. And praise God, his grace sustains us, right, and doesn't allow us to go too far. But when I when I was definitely, I do believe that God gives us a window, right, where we are walking in obedience, and he allows us sometimes to go to that very last second before we will say, I- I'll surrender. And I waited till that very last second, and I heard God say to me so clearly, like, you're going to do it. You're going to do it now. And I saw repercussions in my life and in my family that followed after that, that had I not listened at that moment, that final moment, I would not be living in the place that I'm living in today in so many ways, not just Franklin. So I am grateful for all of these five W's and I'm grateful that God meets us each where we are according to these five W's in the way that's going to minister to us um, the best, but also that he gives us grace when we don't do it, I want to be a first-time obedience woman. I really do. But I don't always do it that way, right? But he has this this wonderful grace about him that he's going to make sure it gets done. And he's not going to let me rest until it does. So I'm so grateful for that. It is possible to be really decisive and wrong. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I, I was that. I, like I was you, that. I like the way you said that. Yes. <laughs> That's very and it's possible to out of our own willfulness justify all these five w's to be the way we want them yes so for anybody listening to this there's an underlying truth here our prime goal and objective and desire would be to know what is god's will amen that's where it comes it down has to, to start it has there. To there so if you're thinking about using this settle that issue first yeah are you really committed to wanting god's will in these situations even yep. if you don't understand it because you're not going to understand it that's right and, you don't have to understand the whole picture and the importance of learning to hear god's spirit yep the work of the spirit as he speaks to us mm-hmm. amen awesome. amen oh, I these, love it. Uh, these five w's can be helpful in i mean that's just you're sharing about retiring laura i, I could still picture when you were like, Debbie, the Lord told me to move next month. Like it was <laughs> quickly, but there's, there's things that maybe take over, over years. You're dealing with a difficult teenager. There's a lot of, 
do I call him on this? Do I not call it? Like, what's the boundaries I need to set? Amen. I mean, it's, it's day by day decisions and boy, wouldn't it be nice if you could just make one decision next month and we're all done, but that's not how it is raising a child, especially in these days. Yes. You know, we really, really need to hear the Holy Spirit speak to us about their education and their health and their relationships and social media and all of that. I mean, if there was ever a time that it's been amplified that we need to hear the father's voice, it's now. I think about resolving conflicts in marriage, you know, or any relationship. It's decision, it's comment by comment. How you prioritize things, all involving needing to understand God's will. Amen. You had to move, right? Dad, you retired or changing jobs for me three years ago. Three years ago is our big time, Laura, because that's where we were transitioning out of a position on, on yep. a staff position. Was it three years or four years? Yeah. Three, three. years. It starts to add up with COVID, right? <laughs> <laughs> One year felt like two years in there. Um, <laughs> you know, those were big decisions. And, and you the magnitude of those decisions, it didn't just impact you or your family, it impacted for us, it was a congregation. And so Mm -hmm. really making sure that we're taking that time to listen and have people praying and fasting with us that we don't miss this. I have my mentor said at one time, she said, you have one opportunity to transition well. Mm -hmm. Right. So really hear the Lord in this. Mm. Uh, How about financial decisions? You know, that's, you don't, don't be impulsive. Take your mm-hmm. time, listen to what the Lord's saying. And then, and he says, come to him for wisdom. That's the promise. His promise is that he's there to answer that prayer. Amen. And there are a lot of uh, ways that God directs us and confirms his will for us. Um, but I think that using these five W's, if we are patient, right, and are displaying all of the fruits of the spirit, we're going to see, we're going to understand that God knows everything about everything and he's going to confirm uh his will to us as we really uh walk that trust walk with him in obedience he just said he was the way the truth and the life the way the truth and the life he was the one that had all the five w's right amen amen we we should be encouraged that we can go in the right direction Mm-hmm. Yep. It won't be until we're heaven that we uh, get them all right. But between now and then, we can benefit greatly, and others around us will benefit. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Amen. Well, okay. let's just pray and um and really thank the Lord for this time and and pray for those who who hear today and and for all of us and the decisions that we have to make that we would be faithful uh, to what God has to say. Uh, Dad Khan. We're so grateful that you are here today. I want to thank you for your time with us. Um, can I ask, would you mind praying over, over oh. this teaching for us? If that's God's will. Yeah, let me run about the Yes, okay. All right, Lord, we do thank you for your unconditional love. Amen. For your infinite patience with us. You loved us before we loved you. Christ died for us when we were yet sinners. And we are so thankful that our names are written in your book of life and your gospel is for anyone who would come. And we thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your word, too, that lays out how we should live. And so, Lord, uh, we just pray your blessing, your encouragement, as uh, 
folks have listened to this, I guess, with different responses to it. Uh, we just pray that your Holy Spirit would encourage moving in this direction, knowing you more intimately, knowing your will more clearly, and uh, perhaps using the five W's to help. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much uh, for joining us, Dad Khan. Thanks to our listeners for joining us today. Uh, we hope you join us next week. We've got a story about my granddaughter. Kind of started off some of my thoughts with this uh, topic today as Deb and I were talking about it. So come back again next week and uh, let's continue on our journey together getting unstuck uh, in the places that we need to make decisions and other uh, issues in life. Have a good day. We'll see you next week. God bless. Take care. Hey, everybody. We believe that God will use what we share to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more. <laughs>